Welcome to the Business Chef Podcast, where we learn from the best about the business side of the food service industry. Do you make food? Then let us help you make money doing it. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food Make Money on Instagram or Facebook, or email us info at businesschef.org. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Business Chef Podcast with me, Chef Sean Boucher. Thank you for joining me again on another rock and roll edition, another edition where we talk about the business of making food and making money. And for those of you out there who haven't heard the show before, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for checking us out. We're going to talk a little bit today about something that is pretty important, but something that is kind of overlooked a lot of times. You know, as chefs, as operators, as people who are in the food business, we look at our craft and we say, man, I love what I do. I love being an artist. I love being able to make people happy. And I just really enjoy creating things with my hands. I love being able to see things, you know, when I'm done with them. But the challenge is, is that a lot of times we forget some of the softer skills. We forget that it's still a business and we have to make money and we have to do things that sometimes we don't want to do and that stretch us in different ways. Maybe mentally, uh, we're, we're stretched plenty physically. I think we can all agree with that, but, uh, sometimes the, the mental game is, is more challenging for some of us. We would rather just work hard and work harder than necessarily take time to step back and think about what we're doing or try to correct some of the things that we're doing so that we can be more effective. Case in point, as many of you know, I'm a consultant and I travel around a lot of different places and a lot of different concepts and a lot of different uh, segments of the industry. And I talk to a lot of different people. And this last week, I've, I've been with a client that is a multi-unit client. Um, they face a lot of the challenges that most of us face, especially when it comes to staffing, uh, finding enough people to work, finding quality people to work, finding people that are passionate enough to actually show up every day. Um, and, you know, they've what they've done is that they've just kind of continued to work hard and add more hours to the management and to the key employees. And some of the key employees now are starting to leave because no amount of money or gift cards or incentives are doing it for them anymore. They just need some time off. So what I want to talk about with this is that the business principles, the soft skills, the things that we need to know, that we need to do, that we need to practice one of which is communication. Now, I'm not talking about communication with our team members or our guests. Even those things are very important, even though those things are very important. What I want to talk about is communication to our bosses, to our higher ups, to the people that maybe approve money for us or approve positions or 
give us the tools that we need to be successful in our departments, our restaurants, our outlets, whatever it might be. And, you know, one of the things that I've really realized is that we all know most of the time where our issues lie and how to, how to fix them, but we can't always effectively communicate those things. Now, the people that we report to a lot of times, whether it be in a, a university, a hospital, a healthcare setting of some sort, uh, maybe, you know, another bureaucratic type of, of entity where we have layers of managers and things of that nature. A lot of times in these settings, we have to have some sort of approval or some sort of, yes, you can do that from someone that's above us, somebody that we report to. And a lot of times we might know what we need or we might think we know what we need, but we can't always communicate effectively to them to tell them what we need in a way that they're going to understand it. So what I'm talking about specifically here is with, with the client that I was just with, um, they kept saying, you know, we are so short-staffed. We just cannot make it with the staff that we have. And again, they worked harder and they stepped up and they got it done because that's what we do. That's what we do in food service. When the going gets tough, we step up, we get it done, and eventually we'll take time off when things slow down, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, after months and months and months of this, it starts to wear on you and you start to wonder why am I doing this and can I continue to do this? Well, upon looking at it, what we what we realized was that they had they had plenty of labor, they had plenty of people working, they just were not delegating effectively and they weren't scheduling people accordingly. They didn't really know what they needed because they were just scheduling people kind of haphazardly. So let's, let's talk about how you would make a business case for an administrator. How would you communicate to an administrator what you needed? Well, in this essence, you've got to figure out what you need. So how do you do that? Well, when it comes to labor, when it comes to scheduling, you have to make a schedule. You have to kind of flush out a schedule with what you feel you need. And how do you do that? Well, you need to figure out what positions you need. And I say positions because a lot of times, especially in the restaurant side of things, in the hotel side of things, we, we schedule more on people than we do positions. You know, we know that Larry can work six days a week and that's what he would prefer so we schedule him six days a week and then Larry gets sick or can't come to work for some reason and all of a sudden we're we're at a loss that's why it's important to schedule by position versus people is that people regardless of how reliable they are today will eventually fail will eventually let us down will eventually have some sort of crisis or some sort of challenge to where they can't be there. One, I had one of these experiences many years ago working in a hotel where our most dependable line cook had been our most dependable line cook for years, for decades. And one day he didn't show up, and the next day he didn't show up, and the next day he didn't show up. And we eventually went to his house and found him dead. 
and I know that's kind of a an extreme example, but it just goes to show you that you just never know what's going to happen, and that's why you have to create systems and you have to schedule by position, not by person. So once once you've kind of made a mock schedule and once you've laid out things by position, then that's when you know kind of what you need. Now, when you've got those positions, you need to know what those people are doing in, in those different times throughout the day. When do they come in? When do they take a break? When do they go to lunch? When do they come back? Who relieves them? All these things really play into knowing how many people you need or how many positions you need. And the great thing about scheduling by position is that when you do that, it's easier to say when someone calls off or someone doesn't show up who usually works a position, you can hand this job flow or this, this uh, detailed list of, of job duties and times to do things to another person and have them start to learn that. Or you can just start cross-training immediately and having people learn all these different positions and all these different places to be. And in so doing, you're going to be covered more often than not. You're going to be able to shift things around when things don't go quite the way you want them to go. Now, some of you are listening to this and you're thinking, man, that's a great idea and I'd love to do that, but I don't even know how to start. I don't even know where to begin. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to set, I'm going to set up uh, a download for you to go in and you can download the template that I created and that I use in, uh, in a basic operation. I'll probably, I'll make it pretty basic so you can take it and you can run with it. You can adjust it how you want to. Um, but I'll, I'll put one out there so that you can check it out if you need a place to start along with a sample job flow so that you can see what I'm talking about when it comes to scheduling by position and not by people. Once you know all this stuff, you're going to be able to talk the talk. Once an administrator or a boss or somebody above you says, what do you need? You'll be able to tell them effectively when they say, have you flushed out everything you can? Have you trimmed where you can? Are you sure there's no other way? You're going to be able to say, you know what? Yeah. And here's why. And you're going to be able to show them. And when you can do that, you're going to be able to be more effective in your communications with them. And they're more likely to say yes, because they're going to understand what they're saying yes to. They're not just going to be blindly saying yes. And that's what they want. They want to understand what you need and they want to help you. But you have to be able to communicate with them effectively. Anyway, step off my soapbox. Thank you for joining us. Hopefully this helps. Look forward to hearing from you. And uh, if you need help in other areas, let's chat. Let's chat. Let's figure out where we can help you. We'll see you next week. Hey, thanks for sticking around. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends, family, co-workers, or anyone who's interested in making food and money. And when you get a second, give us a review. It really helps us get the word out as well as letting us know how we're doing. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food, Make Money on Instagram or Facebook. Or email us 
info at businesschef.org.